Grabenstein. 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 Produced by Cincinnati's Mercantile Library, where readers gather to engage, connect, debate, and discuss. The Mercantile Library is 180 years old and is the literary center of Cincinnati. Throughout the year, the Mercantile Library hosts authors and speakers, book discussion groups, and other civic events. We are a working library with more than 90,000 books available to members. We're located at 414 Walnut Street in downtown Cincinnati and online at mercantilelibrary.com. And we always welcome new members and guests. Joining us today to make 12th Story Podcast History, we have our first under 18 podcasters. Joining us today are Colm Hackett, a rising fifth grader at Mount Washington Elementary. Hey, Abby. Hi, Colm. And his mom, Mary Curran Hackett. Hello. So happy to be here. And I'm joined by my son, Will Moran, who is a rising fourth grader at Mercy Montessori Center. Hi. Hi, Will. And I'm Abby Moran. I am so, so happy to be here to talk books with some of my favorite readers and definitely some of my most enthusiastic reading friends. Today we're going to be talking first about James Patterson's Treasure Hunters books. James Patterson has co-authored four Treasure Hunters books with Chris Grabenstein. All four books are illustrated by Juliana Neufeld, and the illustrations add a huge um, additional dimension to the book. We, uh, we're going to be discussing primarily the first book in the Treasure Hunters series, and we're introduced in this book to the kids. Literally, their name is Kid. It's four siblings who are growing up aboard a boat called The Lost. And the first opening line of the novel really sets us up for what is about to happen. Bick Kid says, let me tell you about the last time I saw my dad, which I think is an awesome opening line because it really, really pulled us right in. We learn that uh, their father, Dr. Thomas Kidd, has been swept overboard in a storm. He's disappeared during a storm, I should say. Mm -hmm. And um, the, this is just following several weeks or a couple of months after the mother has been kidnapped in Cyprus. So the kids are on their own. They have big brother Tommy, uh, big sister Storm, whose real name is Stephanie, and then the 12-year-old twins, Bick and Beck. Bick narrates the book, Beck illustrates it, and these four siblings go on an adventure to try to find their parents and locate treasure and escape the clutches of pirates and scuba ninjas. It is a rollicking adventure tale from one of our most prolific American authors, James Patterson, who is writing books with lots of different co-authors for young people, and older people and um, supporting reading and libraries and bookstores in any way that 
he can come up with. So, guys, I'm just interested. What did you think of this book? Why, why was it so um, powerful for you? Why was it so interesting to you? I think, um, well, I just, I actually just kind of liked it because it just, it, it's an exciting book and you really want to, and you really get interested in it after like the first couple of chapters and you don't, and you wa always want to find out what's happening next. So, so Colin, do you know that I um, found out about this book because of you? Because your mom posted a picture on Facebook of some artwork that you made inspired by the book. <laughs> and she told me then how much you really enjoyed the book and books and just, you know, went right through them. And I knew just from her description that Will would like them too. And so then I bought, I went, I actually left our conversation. We had a conversation about it here at the Mercantile Library. I left here and went to the booksellers on Fountain Square, right across Fountain Square, and bought the books for Will that day. And Will, what do you think once you opened them up? I agree with Colin. It's really actually that way that you just can't get your head out of the book. You just want to sink down in your bed and keep reading. And what is it that keeps you hooked? Is it the characters? Is it the story? Is it the adventures they go on? I'm pretty good with the adventures and the laughs. Oh, you, the laughs. <laughs> you like some of the jokes that are worked uh -huh. on? What were some of the things that made you laugh? I, th I think actually the characters and what they've, mm -hmm. you know, said, done. Like they make, like, like they'll like, Bick will be writing about the pirates that are chasing them with like machine guns on speedboats and they'll, and, and he'll just make fun of them while mm -hmm. they're like running. Mm -hmm. So there's and danger mixed with humor. Yes. That's always a winning formula. Mm -hmm. And I think the illustrations, too, mm -hmm. that the sister does yeah. really add yeah. an element mm -hmm. there, too, that helps really make you laugh or um, it, it helps you kind of see, right, there what was really you're actually experiencing. Yeah, there was like a little element of whimsy to the illustrations, yeah. I oh, thought, absolutely. like a little bit of silliness with the yeah. hidden compartments. And um, mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of James Bond? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, yes, yes, I have. That's a good answer. <laughs> so I liked that this boat had hidden compartments like mm -hmm. James Bond's things yeah. always do, too. I thought that mm -hmm. was kind of a fun takeoff on the spy on the mm -hmm. spy theme, and her illustrations really helped that, yeah. you know, all the weapons and the, the, different, the different things. Yeah. Well, what makes this book different? Because for me, watching um, Colm read these, it was different from other experiences where like Will, he would not get up from wherever he was sitting. He was just completely immersed, and I'd hear him laughing um, out loud through his room. And um, what he's a good reader. I mean, he reads all the time, but I've never seen him so um, immersed and wanting to get to the next book and having me race to the bookstore to buy the next book when it came out. So... Um, what was what's different between James Patterson's books like these and other books that you've read? James Patterson, I think James Patterson has some sort of experience with kids because he knows how to make oh. them laugh. Because like boys and and all gir and some girls and girls, some boys, I don't know, but they love um, but they like kids love dangerous and adventurous things, but. Uh, usually those books would be more for 
like grown-ups, but he knows how to turn them into laughs somehow. To make it so it's not yeah. so scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. scared. Um, yeah. You never feel like you're in any danger or anything mm-hmm. really bad is seriously going to happen. Yeah. And well, and then it I gets, agree. it's sad because they're missing their parents, no. but then something happens that kind of helps you deal with mm-hmm. the sadness. So you get the good part of reading something that makes you have those strong feelings. But then I think he helps you by bringing up something funny or adventurous to kind of deal with that. Because sometimes, you know, you can only handle so many books that make you just cry and cry and cry, like where the red fern grows, you know? Um, What I thought, it was interesting. So I read a couple comments from parents online who thought there was too much violence in this book. And and I wondered what you guys thought of that. Because, Colm, I... I kind of felt like you do. Like the, mm-hmm. this is this is what yeah. kids are interested in. Well, well, I mean, well, when you put it that way, it does sound kind of bad. But like, it's not. I mean, it seems like it's violence, but it not. It's not really like. I mean, like it doesn't really like 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 it's not like they like none of them like. There's no dying. I don't think there's anyone any, who died. Yeah, in the first no book, one right? dies. Like. Like, they think that their mother and father are dead, or they think that their mother is kidnapped in Cyprus. Cyprus, Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, I think it doesn't, it's not really, it's, it really kind of mocks, like, it really kind of, they kind of mock all the people that are bad, chasing them, or, like, triple agents, like Uncle Timothy, who, Mm -hmm. who are, like, bad and, like, and the pirates that chase them with machine guns, they're not really, like, its it sounds like it's violent, but it's not really violent if you actually read it. And the people who get hurt really deserve to be hurt. Yeah. They're yes. being, they're being yeah. mean to kids, mm-hmm. don't you think? Mm-hmm. What did you kids think about um, the balance between the, ki- the kids in the story using actual physical karate and weapons on the one hand, and then their brains and their uh, skill at outwitting the bad guys on the other hand. Which one do you think they used more, or do you think it was equally balanced? Storm's photographic memory, I think, made it kind of even. But there's, there's just enough balance that makes it a really good book. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite times that they used their their skills at outwitting the bad guys? Um, the time that Nathan Collier, their dad's um, enemy, um, they cover the things that he actually needs and let them in the secret room on their boat. They don't go on a lot. They're not allowed to go on. A- and... Um, They outwit him, and... So he thinks he has access to all of the secret Um, stuff, but he's actually only viewing a Mm -hmm. fraction of it. Yeah. Because? Well, uh, most likely because Storm is, like, the smartest Mm -hmm. one there. So she... So so she and Tommy actually kind of... um, They... hide uh-huh. like they hide stuff from Bick and Beck because like they don't really know what 
um, because they don't want them to know what their plan is most likely because they it's like all part of the act like so like if Nathan Collar gets on their ships and wants to know all the secret compartments they've got to hide and fake some of the stuff like they switch out the maps to some sort of treasure or something so Nathan Collar goes the wrong way when they're really when when the kids are going the right way I really liked that the siblings are such a good team mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well Mary what did you think of uh, was this your first James Patterson kids book that it's you read it's my first James Patterson anything actually I'm not I, I'm embarrassed to say uh because James he's Pier one of the most prolific he's a Guinness, writers, Guinness World yes. Book record holder, and I can't believe I've never read, or maybe I have read his books, and I don't know I've read his books. Okay, um, but it's been a long time. Um, I heard about these books for kids through his school, uh, and I thought, why not? He he was going through all these series books, and I wanted to try something new. And as a mom who wants to encourage reading, I was immediately impressed. The fact that he didn't move off of his couch for four hours at a clip, a boy, he's 10 years old, was so immersed in this book. I said, what is this? Mm -hmm. I was um, really impressed. And I didn't have any, when I read it, I had no, um, I had no concerns about the violence or the, uh -huh. um, the, the only thing that really struck me but I'm, I loved how they handled it all because it's so real, was the bullying of Storm. Uh -huh. And I realized, you know, like, I was like, oh, that was really harsh because, yeah. you know, she, she has a weight issue. And so she's constantly made fun of. But I thought... But not by her siblings. Not by her siblings. Because that's one thing I really liked about I it was the that. sibling relationships were really positive. Um, yes. Not fake positive. Yeah, because but supportive. supportive and they were a good team and it's balanced two girls two boys which i like too i love that the and the girls had the smarts the girls yep. were just as smart just as um active coordinated um, coordinated different skills beck was the artist vic is the writer and Vice versa. They and each have their own. The airhead skills. is really the oldest brother. Ah. The airhead is the oldest brother, and he's but he has yeah. his um, gifts too. Mm -hmm. like, right. So he's very um, yeah. strong, and he, he brings yeah. the brawn, and he but brings all the the know how of the seas. I think, but I definitely think Tommy is one of the problem solvers because he always like he always catches a girl that has to be working for the wrong person, person. Mm -hmm. and 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 then the girl gets into all the stuff and plans and it's like Nathan Collar comes out and takes their treasure before they get to and their treasure and all the money that they get from the treasure is not just to you know feed themselves and help themselves but it's also to help save their parents to get to like yeah. the United from like Australia all, all the way to like Egypt yeah and that's the one part the other part that I just loved about it is how they handled the bullying um, the mean comments, they, you know, they really infused her with strength and dignity and, um, and the, the family came around. But the other thing I loved is that you guys are learning about John Keats art, like, mm -hmm. oh, uh, poetry, O to a Grecian urn, then Picasso. all these different artists, Picasso, Rembrandt's, um, Van Gogh's, Cezanne, and then also um, about um, in the all the history of lost mm -hmm. treasure and mm -hmm. these are actual yeah. 
These and are actual historical events of buried treasure that's fallen mm -hmm. and um, to the bottom of the sea, and uh, these guys like look for the, it. Like the um, picture uh, that I drew was the Bigford and the Rebecca down under the sea, and like in like the books of like after the first one, you'd find more treasures that like are already found. Like you learn about like the. Fabry eggs, I think they're the called. The Fabergé eggs. Which mm -hmm. is a huge historical artwork. Um, really, really important from Russia when the czars were still ruling Russia. So you all are learning about all that kind of stuff. Can you tell um, the listeners to this podcast, some of whom have not read uh, these books, what the twin ships are that you that you drew? What the Bickford yeah, and the, the Rebecca are? The Bickford and the Rebecca, um, Bick and Beck, were named after the two ships, and the parents knew about the ships, like, like twelve years probably even before Bickford, Bick and Rebecca were born. So that's how they got their names. And yeah. And Will, why why is the treasure still in those ships? Do you remember? Um, because they crashed the and they crashed. sunk down. And they stayed there, and they were undiscovered. But why did why did their dad them? leave the treasure there? For the, like, their college fund? <laughs> he yes. called it the college, college fund. fund. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was perfect too. <laughs> <laughs> do you have some hidden? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, Spanish Absolutely. galleon somewhere I just wish. waiting for you, Mary. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Wouldn't that be? No, they are my Spanish galleons oh, right here. These kids. These little, <laughs> these, these, these little brainiacs. Absolutely. No, I um, I thought it was so well done. I, I, the, learning about I this is what I was wanted to ask you guys was, what did you think? I think the coolest part about this is that they live and go to school at sea. How, what did what would you think about that? If you didn't have to go to a school, these kids never have gone to school. They just live port to port. How would you would you ever want to just travel the whole world and? Mm -hmm see everything yeah, yeah probably because i mean like when you learn about these places at school you're not you're like if you go at school you're bored of it because like it might not seem interesting until you actually see the places but if you're in the florida keys or in the cayman islands you learn about yes. something you learn, spanish treasure you also, and you look around uh -huh, and uh -huh. and it's right there in yeah. front of you like, it's it's not, I mean, like, you do learn a lot, and it is interesting to learn about, but I think you would just get, you just find it more fascinating if you were there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so, too. I thought it was funny how the kids did not want to give up their life aboard the boat. So when yeah. the uh, child, the protect, child protective services agent from the Cayman Islands comes aboard, uh, they kind of trick him yeah. into, uh, they float into American waters instead of the Cayman Island waters. That, evade capture. That I learned something new. Yes. The, the maritime law, international waters, that you, if you're in international waters, you are under the jurisdiction of the flag, which flies on your boat. Well, booyah. I didn't yes. know that. I learned all I kinds like, of stuff. All kinds of stuff. I kept reading this thinking, wow, like, this is awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. like history. It's a lot like the Rick Reardon, Reardon, Rick Reardon books. Mm -hmm. Um he hasn't started those series. Have you started the Rick Reardon series? The, the Greek um, gods, gods and myths. Yeah, you, I wrote those. What do you, you think like about those? those books, Will? Um, I mostly like, like the humor and all that stuff. 
Did you like the Did you like the Rick Riordan books? Yes, Percy, I, you're talking about the I Percy Jackson them. series. Yeah, the Percy Jackson and the um the Egypt one. What's the, that one? I I didn't read the Egyptian one, but I read the you um, read the Norse gods, didn't you? Yes, the uh, Magnus Chase, and I'm reading the um, Trails of Apollo, which is his new book. And in fall, he'll come out with the second Magnus Chase book. Um, and it's interesting. He's in the fourth grade, and my daughter, who's 16, who grew up reading all of them, still is reading the series. Like, when they come out, she can't wait to read They're it. They're so, so layered with um, information about mythology and history and geography. It's just awesome to me that people with this skill level are writing for kids because... I think it, um, kids really deserve books that challenge them and make them laugh and keep them going. And sometimes I get frustrated when I see some of the garbage that's out there for kids. And just frankly, I think a lot of the books targeted at girls are even worse. worse yes. Just a lot yeah. of just real garbage books. And these books, all these James Patterson books and the Rick Reardon books are so great. It's so fun to and see good stuff coming out. And girls out. and boys can enjoy yes. it. It's perfect. Yeah, I feel it like is. this is this is something they can there's a character for everybody to identify with or enjoy or follow along. There's adventure, there's history, there's art, there's geography. I actually for the first time figured out what all the parts of a boat are because of the drawings and illustrations I can remember for masts and <laughs> like I, I never know. I, you hear people talk about it you're like uh-huh yeah <laughs> and but seeing it was really Actually, great was, yeah it's a way in yeah and I have to say as a mom mm -hmm. and son we hear a lot about um, mom and daughter bonding over mm -hmm. books or reading the same books and I have to say this has been a great experience to read what he's reading and um outside of the Harry Potter and the all of those other types of books. But it just, I remember reading Little House on the Prairie with Bridget or, well, we've read like Charlotte's Web and all those, you know, classics. But to read, I feel like we've, we've entered a new phase in our now you're cool, childhood. Mary. Now you're reading something new. Yeah, we're reading something <laughs> new. We're reading something cool together. And we're talking about, well, what do you think? Uh -huh. You know, we're problem solving. Is what the latest book, book out, out too? Yeah. You know, because the, the latest one for our listeners' information. Yes. The fourth book in this Treasure Hunter series just came out on July fourth, and Colm's already finished it. How, how long did it take you? Actually, it only took me like because like I've spread out the days I've been reading because I don't want because if I read like if like if I read like. If I got like, if I reread the Treasure Hunters again, if I I could read like all I could read like all two in a day because I mean I want to space it out because I can because I read so much. Uh huh. I don't want to waste it. You like to savor it, stretch it out. Your mom and I like to do that too. Although last night we kept saying lights out, lights out, and at midnight I finished it. But he slept till noon today. But that's that's an amazing testimony to the writers um, I think that when you have kids who could be playing video games you, you hear all the time like kids today they don't do this they don't do that well I know for a fact kids and boys enjoy reading they love it especially b with books like this and James Patterson really um, 
is committed to getting books in kids' hands. So he has a couple of interesting initiatives um, that I want to make sure our listeners know about. He has an awesome website called Read Kiddo Read Mm -hmm. with loads of book recommendations based on age, but then based on kind of what kids tend to be interested in. So there's a whole section that's just the facts for kids that like nonfiction. And then there are um, like a real life fiction tab, all kinds of really good ideas. And then he has um, a project called Jimmy Patterson, and that is his imprint for um, these kid-related books. And they are um, just really trying to put good books, good catchy, uh, addictive books in the hands of all kids. And he, um, I read in some of his biographical information that he's trying to... um, He really got interested in this when his son was a reluctant reader. So he has a son named Jack, and he wanted to make sure that Jack loved reading as much as um, James and his wife Sue did. So they they told Jack that he didn't need to do any chores, but he did have to read for an hour a day. And the first summer he fought it, and the second summer he was like, oh, okay. And then the third summer he couldn't wait. But the Jimmy Patterson mantra, I think, is awesome. They say, we want every kid who finishes a Jimmy book to say, please give me another book. Kids, if you were going to tell our listeners, like, another, another book recommendation or another series, some of our listeners have kids in their lives or grandkids that they are looking, they're looking for book recommendations to help foster that love of reading in the kids who are close to them. Do you have any any ideas? I, su- I suggest I Funny. Like that, I Funny? Like those are, that's a good se- and series. Is that another James Patterson series? Yes. Okay, what's that one like? I Funny, well, I Funny is about a kid who, um, who he loses his parents, he loses his parents, and so he's all by himself, and he moves to Long Island, and he reads all these books in the hospital because he got in a car crash and about about comedy and then he became a comedian and entered the world's funniest kids contest and won like awards he went to like the state championships so like oh, there's like i great. funny i funny how many are in that series do you know i funnier like I there funny. i think there's like three or four okay all right. I very funny. Well, right? that sounds right. There's up your like, alley. there's like, I, I funny, funny, I, I even funny, funnier. I, and then there's like, I, I funniest, and then and there's I like, I funny TV. Huh. I funny funny. And then the middle school <laughs> novels, which Is are going to be a movie. Yeah. yeah. Will, you read the middle school novels. Yeah. What do you think of those? Those were, I, I read um one and seven. I think it's either four or five or five and six are. They um picked another illustrator. They did, you're right. And um for those books and I don't really like the style she had. Maybe they didn't either. Or did they yeah. go back to the original they person? Yeah, going back to Laura Park. Yeah. Wow, you weren't the only one. Uh-huh. So now that one she, those are the middle that's yeah. a middle school series and that's gonna come out as a movie there's a movie adaptation coming out soon, right? Yeah. I think it's next month. I just saw or preview this month, for it maybe. when we saw the Dory movie. Yeah, yeah so. we saw a preview when we went to see the Secret Life of Pets, which was Ooh, really I fun. See that too. Now, Will, um, what did you like about the original illustrator's illustrations? 
I liked how much effort he put into it. Exactly. It looks like the feet. other she put into it, but like the the one that um they only had for like five and six. It looked like she had just like scrawled them very quickly. Okay. And so you liked the way the, yeah. the level of detail. Yeah, the and original. There is a lot of level of detail in these treasure hunts. Oh, yeah. So, there's I said it was really beautiful, beautifully yeah. done. And like I said, I just loved the, the kind of whimsical nature mm -hmm. to oh, it. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else that's like that's not a James Patterson book that you would recommend to kids? Um, well, I've uh, oh, yes, Wonder. Yeah, Wonder is a good book. It's not, I mean, like, there are some funny parts to it, but, I mean, like, I read it in third grade, and like Sad. eighth graders will be are like required reading. to read it. What yeah. did you say, Will? Sad. It's so sad. sad, but it's hopeful, don't you think? Yeah. And it's yeah. it teaches you to be nice, right, and mm -hmm. be kind, yeah. to and it helps you understand um, mm -hmm. kids who are bullied or who are, may look different than you. Mm -hmm. The writing in that book was just beautiful. Did you read it? It's I have not read unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. It's it on my the the on the one thing I I really want to encourage our listeners to do is to not dismiss children's literature. Some of the best books I've read um, have been ki books for kids. Um, one of my favorite books of all time is Charlotte's Web. It still hits me every time I read it. So I think we get to a point in our lives as adults we're like, oh, I don't need to read that. But read what your kids are reading, and instead of you know judging or censoring, talk about well, what right. did you think about that situation being bullied, or what did you think about how they treated that girl? Um, that that's where we actually have really good discussions. We make a lot of headway as humans, like mother and son, because we can talk about it in a safe place in books. So I really recommend um, parents picking up these or grandparents picking up these and reading with your kids. I think that's one of our kids' favorite um, favorite points of the day. Wouldn't you agree, Will? Is reading at the end of the night. Yeah. Even when we're even when we're headed to bed late. Will says we'll, we'll still have stories, right? We'll still have we'll stories. Still what have are some stories. of your favorite books that we've read together? Harry Potter, right? Which um. right now we're reading. We just finished the first book. And they're also kind of, when they're not reading Harry Potter, um, Mike is reading, your dad's reading um, Biggles. Biggles. Which is, yeah. have you ever heard of that? It's a huge series. Yeah, there's British, he, he wrote 102 books. Featuring what? this one character named Biggles. And the one that we're reading, my brother Eric gave us for Christmas, gave Will for Christmas. And it's about his time as a secret agent during World War II. Biggles is a British... Um, soldier who's gone undercover behind the Nazi lines. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's really it's really good. And so the kids are learning a lot about the about the war and about aircraft and all kinds of stuff yeah. as he's flying in and I out. Mean, you loved Unbroken for kids. That yeah, there's Unbroken. Unbroken is have you guys have you ever heard of Unbroken? I have. There's there a movie. I've also seen the movie. It's about a um World War II. It's about it's yeah it's about a World War Two soldier and who um, gets sent to a Japanese. Oh, I saw that. I saw camp. that. Yeah. Jeff. They made it into a children's version. They have Lauren, a children's version too with illustrations. I Lauren. love 
what is happening in the publishing yeah. industry. That's so cool. Laura Hildebrand, we got it for him for Christmas because his sister got the adult version yeah. and he got the illustrated version for children and they could discuss it. And he was, I think, in the second or third grade. Third grade? Third grade? Yeah, I think it was and in the third, third grade. grade. I mean, like, I did, I mean, I did read a little bit from time to time, but when I was in the third grade, I was also reading a lot of the Treasure Hunters, too. Yeah. So I yeah. was, so I, I, so I, so I didn't read that book as much, but I mean, like, I no, do know a lot about him yeah. now, though. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's, like, in his 90s. Yeah, he passed away. Did he just oh. pass away? Okay. He Who? passed away a couple years. He passed away before the, the movie came out. The Unbroken. Uh. Louis Zamperini. It's a mm. World War II story. Um, a great book to read with young girls. Yeah. I read with Bridget um, a couple years ago. I think you might have listened in on it occasionally. It was um, the um, Evolution of Calpurnia Tate. Oh. I recommend that. That's my one of my favorite modern children Okay. Books. There's and um, oh, we just read because of Win Dixie by Kate yes. DiCamillo. Yeah. Oh, oh I loved it. And then I love. I have a soft spot for all the kind of old-fashioned ones, like the Boxcar Children, mm -hmm. and that we've been reading the Betsy Tacy books, which are set in uh, Minnesota around the turn of the 20th century, and are so great and charming. And these kids are so fun. They just have such great Attitudes. adventures together. And it's one of those series that features girls, but have a wide I think it has a wide appeal to all kids yeah, and I like think that we need to not write off um, older books too some of sometimes oh yeah. our kids our 21st kids century kids are seeking uh, stories of another time mm -hmm. and maybe even like a simpler pace where there was less technology and everything because um, kids are still kids and they still like to go have adventures at, on on the hill where their parents can't see them and, <laughs> and go exploring and there are some books, like the I Survive books, that oh. are really good. Like, there's, like, different series in their I Survive. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, and there's, like, and there's, like, um. History. There's, like, like, books for kids that, like, like, you'd have, like, in, like, many school libraries that are, like, just about, like, the world wars, you I know. And I Survive like, the Titanic. I Survive World yeah. War II. Yeah. And there's, like, and it's there's, um, and then there's, like, I, an I Survive book. Speaking of World War Two, about a man I forget who who drove his um, during the attack on in um, Hawaii on Pearl Harbor about and he and about how he fought and won the Medal of Honor for oh yeah what he did because he he just I mean like. I mean, like, no matter how many times he got hit by planes, like, or, like, um, or, like, he had to take for cover because, like, a Japanese fighter j plane dropped a bomb. He kept on fighting until eventually, and he, he, and he didn't want to go to the medic because he, he just didn't, he just didn't like the fact that the, j that people were attacking Pearl Harbor for no reason mm -hmm. just to take it over. That's one of just it, that's to be have have more fame and be more strong and make more bases and. Hmm. Did you read that book too, Will? Or are you just no? Of, I just, just assuming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What um? So, Will, which Harry Potter book are you on right now? The Goblet of Fire. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we have just 
uh, recently had published a new um, a new J.K. Rowling book. Do you think you'll be going after that one? It's called The Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. And, and last, it, right? he's married with Jenny Weasley. How did you find that out? I was trying to keep you from hearing that, that detail until you finished. You have your sources? I have my sources. <laughs> <laughs> and he has... Two kids, and they go to Hogwarts, and he has to face challenges and stuff. Do you, do you think that um, there's room for more Harry Potter books in our world? Yes, definitely. Think? I Have think J.K. Rowling said there she's not going to, though, provide them. I think she this is her last she one. She says this is it, but didn't she say that before? Yeah, that's true. Good I call. Don't know. I think that there's <laughs> such there's such clamoring. Have you read those books, Colin? The Harry Potter books? No, I mean like I've read like a I mean like I've read like the first couple chapters of the first book. I I personally in my opinion, I just I'm not really interested mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter. Like I've seen I mean like I'm not really interested in any of the movies too. Like but I do like it's the not really your thing. Yeah, but I do like the Percy Jackson. I haven't read any yet. I am a firm believer that if it's not capturing your attention, you should just put the book down because unless it's assigned by your teacher, (laughs) but there are so many books in so little time. And I have to tell you guys, just talking to you makes me so hopeful for the future because you have so much enthusiasm and brains and such a voracious appetite for new info. It's really, it's heartwarming to see, don't you think, Mary? It's exciting. It's really it's awesome. I love that, you know, that these boys are reading. And and here at the Mercantile Library today, it's it's a wonderful thing it is. to see pass on from generation to generation. Thanks, guys, make for making our inaugural our inaugural kid podcast, our, our YA podcast here on the 12th story. Will you do this it again? Sure. Like, maybe if, maybe if, it's if enough people finish the second book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could come we could back, back and discuss, and discuss the second, second one. Book. Yeah, or maybe we could pick another another series that we get really excited about. Yeah. yeah. Did you say, Will, if it's offered? <laughs> if it's offered. <laughs> yeah. If we're hired public, back. <laughs> if we're invited back. <laughs> well, listeners, please comment in the comment section. Let us know what you thought of this podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the 12th story. We encourage you to subscribe via your preferred podcast app. We're available on the iTunes store and on SoundCloud. And if you like listening, tell your friends or tweet to us at Mercantile Lib. That's Mercantile L-I-B. Today's podcast was directed and engineered by Cedric Rose. Special thanks to our guests, Mary Hackett and Colm Hackett and Will Moran and me, Abby Moran. The 12th Story is a production of the Mercantile Library in downtown Cincinnati. Our theme music was created by Doug McDermott. Don't forget to visit us online at www.mercantillibrary.com where you can learn about our library and our upcoming events. Have a great week.